Welcome to Career Tools. This week's cast, What Your Resume Says, Part 3. Here we go. So this is the latest installment of taking a look at resumes that people sent us. Yep. Crazy people sent us their resumes so we could, <laughs> so we could go through them and tell them what, what we didn't like. We, we, are, we really are nice people, folks. We got 100, and we we've taken 17, and we've gone through and an, analyzed them, basically explicated them. And uh, we have two more this week. Um, we have, um, what are the names this week? Olivia Walton. Oh, Olivia and Ike Godsey. And Ike Godsey, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. We're doing them in that order. All right. So let's talk about Olivia first. Okay, so Go ahead. Olivia probably has a resume that's reflective of a lot of our audience. She's um, an IT project manager. She did some product manager work at the beginning of her career, um, has done project management and program management. She's now a principal program manager, which is pretty serious, pretty senior in the IT project yes. manager um, arena. So she's had a good career, um, and relatively quickly, 94 to 2011, that's only 15 years. Yeah. So, so that would suggest that she's pretty, well pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In other words, what you're saying is that what you see on this resume when you do your quick bottom up, bottom to top scan, the way you and I do, looking at the jobs, looking for progression, we feel good about the progression. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. And one of the things that makes that easier is the the, the structure, the form of the resume, the metadata says this is a reverse chronological order resume. You can clearly see the 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 uh, responsibilities and accomplishments structure of it with mm-hmm. bullets and 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 prose. And, and bolded uh, um, job titles and so on. Yeah, yeah, the first thing I thought was, oh, there it is. Yeah. In, in five seconds, my first thought is, this is good. Yeah. Assuming I'm looking for someone like this, I'm like, okay, I, I got a good feeling here. Yeah, Start off. absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and again, folks, I'm just going to tell you that structural simplicity with the progression of responsibilities, it's okay if you don't have that. You can't make that up if you don't have it. But that first five, ten seconds, big plus. We're still looking for negatives, but we have a positive, and we like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. So I always good. start from zero, and I'm adding and taking away points. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah good. exactly. Good so so far, we're, so far, we're good. The one thing um, I would suggest, that the thing that she hasn't done that's on our recommendations, is to underline the bold uh, administrative titles for the, for the jobs. The and jobs, yeah. We'll put up on the, on the website a version as she's done it without underlining and a version with underlining, and you'll be you'll really notice. surprised at how different it makes it and how much easier it makes it to read yep. it's, it's really different the next thing i noticed is that she's got a pretty equal split between all of her jobs so the product manager role that she had in august 94 has almost the same amount of space as the principal program manager role that she has now right and i would make that less equal yeah i was less strong on that because she was in it for five years Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing if I'm, if I'm going to side on, on, go on her side, I'm going to say, okay, five years, I can't, I can't shortchange that. That said, I understand why she did that. I still wouldn't recommend that. I would still shorten that. I would still increase yeah. the ones on top. Although her second job, down from the top, she has seven or eight bullets, and she only had that job for a little over a year. Yeah, the senior program manager, and I think that's because she did well. Yeah, and she has she stuff to talk to tell about. Us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But the the thing is that the most recent job you have usually has more impressive responsibilities and accomplishments than the first job you had right. out of school. Right, and therefore you want to spend, you want to use the space that you have that's limited on the things that are most impressive. Mm-hmm. There is no requirement for you to have equal space for each job. Right. So now. 
fair to say that if somebody, let's say somebody was a program manager and then they became a product manager for a couple of years, but they want to get back to program management, we would tell them your career management document has everything you've done. But if you want to get back to what you used to be doing, you could wait more heavily some of the earlier stuff and wait more lightly some of the later stuff. You wouldn't want it to be way bottom heavy and just only have a couple of bullets for your Mm -hmm. latest jobs. We expect you, whether you're doing a job, whether you're doing a job you love or not, we expect you to achieve results. Results come first, but you could, you you can play with the weighting of the various things when it's done. Yeah. Folks, don't take our comments there to suggest that it has to be this way all the time. There are subtleties here, but there's nothing there that causes us to think that and so, therefore, we do want a little bit more on the top and maybe a little bit less on the bottom here. Yeah, okay, exactly. Good. Okay. Okay, so one of the reasons that I said that was because her responsibilities for her most recent role are pretty short. It's like a, a line and a half. Yes. And there's no mention about uh, people management, no budget management. So we can't tell, apart from the fact that we know a program manager is usually a pretty big job, we can't actually tell how big this job is. Right. We can't tell if it's national or international. She says global support, but that doesn't necessarily... Doesn't mm. give us any scope. There's no budget. There's no, there's no revenue impact. There's no margin. There's no... Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I would want to see... I would want to know all of those things because a program manager in some companies is not the same as a program manager in other companies. Right. And if you're looking... Is this person ready for the job that I want to put them into? You have to know that right. those two things are I would comparable. get frustrated. When I would, when I would get to the top job, every time I look at this resume, I got frustrated. I was like, you know, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be literally a big step back. The only thing that balanced it for me was the word principal, mm-hmm. which may just be marketing. It says exactly. principal program manager. Generally, there are not two principal program managers. Um, but, but frankly, it may not be related to the management part. It may be related to the program, that the exactly. program is principal. Is principal. And, yeah. and I give her a little bit of credit for that. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. I, th- there's something here that bugs me. There's a lot. And if it's vague, we assume it's vague. We, we've told oh, the story many times. For all the wrong reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. The reason why we don't like a job on a resume that shows just bullets and no responsibilities but the bullet, or I'm sorry, just bullets without without a responsibility paragraph, and the bullets are responsibilities. In other words, they purport to be accomplishments, but they're only listing as bullets. The reason we don't like that, folks, is because that's what a person who got fired from the job would do. If they did the job so poorly, they're going to list their responsibilities in a format that makes them look like accomplishments. You're going to read them and go, oh, I guess he did this well, but really all he's saying is what he's responsible for. Everyone, the best person and the worst person, when they have a job have the same responsibilities. Listing your responsibilities as accomplishments is a dangerous thing. That's what people who fired, who get fired from the job do in order to make you think they did it well. Now, you may not mean that, but that's the conclusion we draw. Exactly. This person might very well have gotten fired because they clearly didn't do anything because if they'd have done something, they'd have put it on their resume. Yeah. yeah. We should call that the getting fired rule. Yeah. <laughs> Good. From now on it is, the getting fired rule. Okay. And then when we start to read her resume more, her, more deeply, her accomplishments... None of the first five accomplishments are in, um, in the first job. In the first job, yeah, exactly, yeah. are quantified. Yeah, that adds to the the vagueness, the little yeah. bit of ooh. Now there are other accomplishments that are quantified. There I mean, are seven hundred percent, ninety percent. Yeah, isn't. And I think the problem that people have is she's only been in this job since May two thousand and eleven. So we're talking eighteen months, right? And if you're on a 
five-year program, then in 18 months, you, in, your, in your mind, you don't have any accomplishments. because because Nothing's done Exactly. Yet. There's nothing finished. Yeah. But that's not how projects and programs work. No. Projects and programs work on milestones. And deadlines. And, and deadlines. Budgets. So, and so in, in the 18 months you've been there, of the milestones that there have been, how many have you hit? Of the, bu- of the budget you are supposed to have spent, how much have you spent? Of the um, tasks that you're supposed to have completed, how many have you completed? Exactly. Um, so it's completely possible to compare yourself as an accomplishment, to compare yourself to where you're supposed to be, and it doesn't have to be the end of the project. Yes. Yeah, you, no, no, there was a, uh, the second bullet is create a better product feedback loop to offload overtaxed, product management by taking on product owner duties. That was a little vague for me. Now, now in my mind, I think the mistake there, for, first of all, I didn't understand it, which is no, a problem. This is just right? what I thought right. when you read it. But the thing that bugs me about it is I don't care that you created it. And by the way, you say better. I'd like I to know how we know subjective. it's better. But even if you just said created product feedback loop, I don't want to know that you created it. I want to know that it achieved a result, and, that, and then I want to know that you, you created, created it, it, right? Exactly. Now, if it's early, okay, fine. Let's make sure that's clear. But if you did this a year ago, and you created a feedback loop, and you say it's better, how do you know it's better? And yes, sometimes it's hard to quantify something like that, um, but it could be simply receive praise for reduction of, of XYZ over on this other part of the business because of my better product feedback loop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the quantification stuff in the first job bugged me. It really added to my sense of vagueness. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, um, vagueness from product managers, project managers, is very frustrating because products, projects are so easy to quantify. They are measured. It's like yeah. the it's on time, on on budget, on, on scope. scope. Yeah, it's like it's the easiest. It, you have the easiest job to to measure because right. you always know what you're supposed to be measuring. The people who are doing, you know, clinical research and ninety percent of their stuff is expected to fail after five years. Yeah, have a much harder time. Right. And I, whenever I see a project manager or a program manager job that doesn't have quantification, I think it, my it, my first thought is you're not very good yeah. because if you don't know that, that the most basic thing about product projects. You're not yeah. very good, and clearly that's not true on this resume. Right. I can see that she's good, yeah. but she's but we have to work doing harder herself than a we disservice. Should. Yes, exactly. We have to work harder than we should to find out that she's good. Yeah, and she's moved jobs every eighteen months. You mentioned that as well. Yeah, so people either move jobs quickly because they're very bad or because they're very good. So you can tell if they're very bad in that they either got fired or they got moved or it was hinted that they should leave yeah. or yep. their manager made their life so miserable by being more demanding that they wanted to leave. Um, and then the jobs tend to have similar level titles and they've moved at frequent interview, right. uh, intervals. In this case, her titles have moved up the, the yeah. seniority quickly. Um, and the fact that she's moving every 18 months and up seniority usually means that she's good. Right. But you still say it would be in the maybe pile. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I think. Here's the way I put it. I'm not going to argue with you about being in the maybe pile. I think she's good. But this is the classic moment, guys. I think she's good. The resume doesn't prove it to me. And I can't go around deciding somebody's good without something to help me there. And so I admit this is what people get frustrated about. About, about recruiting, about why won't they hire me? I'm really good. I know I'm good. Well, okay. I suspect you are good. But I have five resumes of people, and I only have five interview times. Exactly. I have five resumes of people 
They're not, I don't think they're good. I know they're good. Yeah. Right? Now, you say to you, well, gee, this is an artificial reality. You're darn right it is. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. It's probably unfair to Olivia Walton here. And that's why we're doing this cast, to say, let's take another look at this. Let's tighten it up. Let's quantify some things. Let's broaden the top and narrow the bottom a little bit. Uh, and that'd be really, then I'd go, okay, it goes from the maybe pile to the S pile. Yeah, I and, and I'm okay with putting somebody in the S pile and discovering they're not as good as I, I'm, I'm okay oh, with that. that. That's the, I'm looking to say no, yeah. but it's much harder for me to say, well, I'm unsure, so I'll interview her. No. I, I always start with a definite yes pile, a maybe pile, and a no pile. Right. And if my definite yes pile is smaller than the number of slots I have to You'll interview, take another look at the maybes. You yeah. move the people to the maybes. And I think that's why she's on the maybes. In your gut, go back 10, 15 years, ask mm -hmm. yourself, how many of the, the ones, the maybe piles that got in the yes, because the yes pile was too small, how many of those turned out to be good hires? Is there, I mean, compare the yes pile to the maybe pile. Of course, the numbers are, are not, not fair. 10%. Yeah, and just not that many, right? No. And, and so, as a recruiter, you begin to trust yourself. Like, you know, I'm going to be wrong. But if I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to be wrong on saying no. I'm going to give a false negative, right? In other words, I should have hired that person, and I didn't. Yeah. Because there's only one thing worse than a false positive, and that's a false negative. Or the only thing worse than a false negative is a false positive, yeah. right? My gosh, we don't want to make that mistake. And if I'm not the one doing the interviewing, if I'm saying this is a person, if I'm the recruiter and there's another manager doing the interviewing and he or she's not any good, and I've told him, yeah, you should interview this person, oh, <laughs> I hold part of that responsibility, and yet that person's not good enough to know they should be saying no to that person. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Also, the, the professional certifications at the bottom, there are several, five or six of them. Yeah. Scrum and Scrum Master and so on. Yeah, usually we say um, put them in the accomplishments of the job you were in when you accomplished the, yeah. the um, certification. Because they and each take a line, exactly. so they would be a bullet, and yeah. then you and, would end up with the same space on the resume. Exactly, and, and then you can weight the certification against your other accomplishments. There you go. I mean, it comes back to do you want someone with book learning or do you want someone with actual accomplishments? If yeah. somebody can deliver a project, I actually don't care whether they're certified or not. And so when they're looking at their resume and they're going, I've got one line, I've got this great accomplishment that's about numbers, or, or I've, I've got, got my scrum. certification, put the one with the numbers in. Yeah. And because we'll find out that you've got the certification. Yep. And do you know what? I've had plenty of people who ha have needed a certification and have been great and haven't had it, and we've hired we'll them. We, we we'll can get, get the certification. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Good. Okay, let's go on to Ike. Okay. So... Ike is the co-owner of a creative company. Mm -hmm. That's what he tells us. And first of all, uh, owners generally don't need resumes. What they need is biographies. Because resumes are about getting jobs in other companies. And owners generally are about selling the services and their skills right. as a consultant. Okay, but, but to be fair, though, he may be thinking, I'm going to sell the firm. Uh, he might. Right? And, yeah. if he's, and, and if he's selling his firm and he's not going with the firm in some fashion, mm -hmm. uh, then, then you, he would still need a resume, right? He would still need okay, a resume. Okay, good. So, so let's proceed from that perspective. Okay, okay? fine. Okay. Um, so he begins with an objective, and I, I mean, oh, oh. I'm very mean. Go, go yeah. ahead. Just say it. Just <laughs> put it right out. You can be the dark Wendy for a change. <laughs> go ahead. The only reason I like objective state statements is so that I can laugh at them. Oh, and this one has the word nexus in it. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry, Ike, but 
Yeah. It's the worst objective. Everybody knows what the objective of a resume is. You yeah. you send me your resume so that I interview for a job. The deliver effective communication solutions through the nexus of design and technology is not your objective. No, it's Your not. objective is to get it's a job. It's your life goal or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Go talk to your therapist. Yeah. Sorry. So it's pretentious and not helpful and it wastes oh, two okay. lines. But let's be clear. This guy is a design guy. Yeah. And his bullets aren't lined up. It's not even, and the bullets are three times the size they should be relative to a design. And the spacing's not right. I've just noticed there's extra half lines in places. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in fact, this resume screams, I'm angry at myself. Sorry, guys, I'm, we're kidding around a little bit here. That I'm a designer, but oh, this is ugly. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. That would be my. And, and guys, let me just say, we don't mean that you're a horrible person at all. We are being hard-bitten, cynical recruiters who see thousands of resumes. Well, as we say, this is what we tell our friends. If Ike was a friend of ours, I'd say, dude, this is awful. I love you, man. Here's what you need to do. And what percentage, Just I've never asked this before, what percentage of your friends who ask you for resume advice and you cut right to the chase because you don't want to spend 30 minutes softening it and, and you're not going to do it yourself because mm-hmm. you don't have time, what percentage of friends of yours get offended? You know, folks that you, that, that you know socially um, or professionally and they, they, they know... They, they tend not to get offended. I have some friends that completely ignore me and then, yeah. and then come back to me later and say, it's still not working. Well, that's funny. You didn't yeah. follow with my advice. Yeah, why, why would I? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. I've never uh, had I, anybody get <clears throat> offended. Oh, I have. Yeah. So apparently you're a sweeter apparently, person than me. Apparently I say it sweetly. I have. I mean... I would say 30 to 50%. I'd say, dude, and I'd say, dude, this is terrible. I mean, really. You asked me. You assume that I know something about this. I do. I did this for years. No, this is bad. You need to do this, 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 and this. It should look like this. And then they say, what the famous line is, oh, my uncle works in the railroad. Yeah, and he that's says it. that's Yeah, fine. that's exactly okay, what you get. Okay, then follow his instructions. Yeah. And good luck with that. Somebody else told me <clears> something <throat> different. Well, why did you ask me if you thought that there was, yeah, their exactly. advice was great? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and poor Ike already starts in a, in a negative because he owns a company. And if we're assuming that he's now um, applying for a role at my company, people who have owned their own companies have a particular independence yes. that they've gained from <clears throat> owning their own companies. Yeah. And we worry about putting them into a corporate structure. And anything that is not structure basic, clear, plain, black and white, uh, ruled straight and so on, is going to be a negative. Even in the design world, if you're an owner and you're coming into a larger corporation or some other corporation, having a resume that that is design-ish works against you. Yeah. So he's he's, he's having to work harder, and then he clearly isn't working harder because his bullets aren't lined up. Um, There's no detail about the size of the company he's running. There's there's nothing about the revenue, the the people. And if there's nothing there, then I can be cynical and say it's just him running it out of his back bedroom. And it's not successful because if it were, he'd carry on doing it. Right, and there'd be more people there. Exactly. And look, and guys, there's nothing wrong with starting your own firm. God bless you, and... You've had it for 11 years, and it's not working. Okay, trust me, Ike, that's not a ding against you in your career at all. And yet, 
on the resume, we're going to draw that conclusion that it wasn't successful. Exactly. You yeah. are going to have to work harder to be convincing than other people. And there's nothing to say you can't get a corporate job, nothing. But you're going to have to work harder, and that means telling us information that we need, which is how big is the company and how well is it doing? And, it, yeah, if it's not there, we're instantly suspicious. Yeah, and so. i, I got to tell you, though, I know what your next thing is going to be. The word we. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Which... By the way, I did not assume royal we there. I assumed, okay, there's more than one person, mm-hmm. although no indication, nope. right? It doesn't say it anywhere. But we mostly use content management systems-based frameworks. We also produce static sites. This literally is no longer a resume. Nope. This is an ad for the company. Exactly. And what's more, that's what you do. It's not how well you do it. Those are bullets. You, those are not accomplishment bullets. Guys, if you have a bullet on your resume, by definition, in the resume world, it is an accomplishment. It's how well you did something. Resumes exist to help us, in, generally speaking, in reverse chronological order, tell us what you were responsible for and how well you did it. The, what you were responsible for comes first, and how well you did it is always in a bullet. If you tell us what you're doing, what you're responsible for, or how you do something, but not how well you do it in a bullet, it's two strikes against you because you don't know about the design of resumes and you're putting stuff in there that I don't really care to know. I would just have you make your responsibilities paragraph longer. There's two things about we. One, there's no need for pro personal pronouns on your resume because we already know who it's about. It's about you. And two, we implies that a group of you did it. And if you can't claim it for yourself, you're claiming somebody else's credit. the, 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 thing, the, whole, the whole last 10 years thing about everything's a team and we all did it together and we all collaborated Great doesn't point. count for resumes. Doesn't. We need, we're we're going to hire an individual. And look, yeah. we expect you to have collaborative skills. We expect you to be able to work in yeah. teams. But and what's either you can't part of it? Right, exactly. And there's nothing in his current role about whether or not he actually satisfied customers. any of his customers. Yeah. And, and, you know, things like repeat customers, things like growth in um, sales, things like um, yeah. the number of recommendations you get, yeah. they're all quantifiable. Thank yous, notes from clients, praise, anything like that. Yeah. And, and guys, praise, it may, may not be quantifiable, but if you got praised once, the quantification is one. Oh, one. One, you know, client said, finest work ever done by a designer. That works for me. Yeah, yeah, and and especially again, this is web based. Web based stuff. It's easy to measure. How many hits are you getting? How was the increase? How much did you help your customers increase in sales? If it's easy to measure, and you haven't said how to measure it, how you measured it, and how well you did against that, I assume that you didn't. Right. And right now, I would stop halfway down that right. resume yeah. and not and not read the rest. Right. I'm done with it. Yeah, but to be fair, what your resume says, there's, there's in fact, there's a typo uh, in the, the bottom job. It says manage the 1.5 million, and then he actually goes to past tense and everything else. So you've got to have past tense there um, because it's, it was 10 years ago. Yeah. There's also a link at the bottom with a portfolio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't look at your portfolio. One, I don't want to. And two, because I, printed, let, yeah. I printed your resume. Yeah. I can't click on it. Yeah. So don't include. And design type people should have a portfolio. Sure. Absolutely. But the resume is something different. The resume is how do I use my design skills to the benefit of the business and business results? Right. Your portfolio is something different. Yep. And so the two shouldn't be mixed. Yeah, your resume should say, I can get an interview. And, and then you're, we're going to say, bring your portfolio. Exactly. And if you want to bring a laptop, if you want to bring an iPad and show us on the iPad, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, when I look at your portfolio, I'm probably going to ask you some questions. I love interviewing 
creative people because I get to see their work. Yeah. I can't do that with an engineer unless they bring pictures or something, which I wouldn't want an engineer to do. I love these interviews. First of all, because I can't do what they do, and I find that fascinating. I like being in the presence of people who can do things I can't do and never could. I remember a designer once told me, always remember, Mark, that when you draw a straight line, you don't use your fingers. You, lose, you use your upper body. You use oh, the big wow. muscles. Yeah. He says it's easier to draw a straight line without using your fingers. And I thought, that's something I would have never no, known. I'm like, wow, that's brilliant. But that happens in the interview, right? Exactly. Now, I understand that designers say, well, Mark, people say, you know, we got to, yeah, people say, sorry, dude, we disagree. We got, we got 10,000 years <laughs> of experience of looking at resumes. Yeah. Could Ike be great? He could. He could. Does his resume convince me that I want to talk to him? No. No, it doesn't. Good. All right. Okay, two more resumes. People aren't going to like us, right? <laughs> Do we have resumes coming that are awesome that we just say, wow? We, we had some above average. Yeah. There isn't one there in is the not hundred. There isn't one. There isn't one in the hundred that I couldn't make 10, yeah. 20% better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good. 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 That would be the resume workbook, right? And Going through. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thanks, folks. Another week. Uh, we look forward to doing these on a periodic basis. We've got podcasts about resumes. We've got the resume workbook that makes it easy. I think it's, what, 30 bucks? Uh-huh. Designed to make it easy for you to do your own resume. And there's nothing wrong with showing your friends, and sometimes your friends are going to be wrong. And if you come to a conference and want to, want to show us your resume, if I'm there, I'll be happy to take a look at it. Danny will take a look at it. If Wendy's there, Wendy will happy to take a look at it as well. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you got a lot out of this cast. Join us next week for more good stuff from Career Tools. Until then, have a great week.